Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Patrick Anderson, CIO at City of Hope. In this segment, he talks about how they're utilizing SWAT teams to identify workflow challenges, why perhaps the most important part of implementing EPIC comes afterwards, and what CIOs can do to reinforce IT's role in patient care, which in turn can increase engagement. Now, as far as, as migrating to EPIC, where is that project right now? They had already moved to EPIC when I arrived. Okay. And, uh, and they had been on EPIC for about six months. But we had to really work very hard to stabilize it and begin to optimize it. And that's what I brought forward when I arrived last year. I have over, I think I have about 12 years of EPIC experience. And I was able to bring a lot of my experience forward in driving physician optimization, as well as driving high availability, as well as driving governance over EPIC. Mm -hmm. We've revamped governance. We've put in the SWAT teams for clinical optimization and revenue cycle optimization. And we're on the, on the right path to actually get the best value out of EPIC and to drive the utilization and adoption of the system. And we're getting a lot of help from Epic as well. And we have a couple other strategic partners that, were, that are helping us also. Right. The SWAT team sounds like an interesting concept. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. What we did is we put a, a SWAT team together of Epic analysts, trainers, and even some revenue cycle people. And we actually shadowed physicians and nursing. And we literally analyzed their utilization of EPIC and the tools. And then uh, we identified a considerable amount of variation. And mm -hmm. then we started yeah. standardizing the workflow and the utilization of EPIC department by department so that we could start using the EPIC metrics and really start uh, identifying who needs help. And just in the first few months, we had over 400 findings, and we had, we had closed over 90% of those findings just helping physicians and nurses do things in the proper way. So it's, it's important when you implement an EMR that you go back and you reassess how everybody is doing and how they utilize it. So our SWAT teams have really been shadowing department by department, and then we're also hitting all of the community clinics to make sure that everybody is, is utilizing it effectively, and we've had great success with that. But we still have a lot of work to do. There's still right. a lot more people that need help. Right. You have a pretty sizable uh, number of practices, right? Yes. And we've added a, a CMIO in the last few months that has really taken this on. Uh, we didn't have a CMIO for the first uh, eight months that I was here, so I was I launched and ran that project, and now that the CMIO is here, the CMIO is taking over the, the optimization and adoption, which is, uh, which is going very well. Yeah, okay. And was that something where leadership or the board just kind of needed to understand what the CMIO could bring to the table, especially with all these things you have going on? Well, I think they knew that. It's just that they wanted to, to hire the right CMIO. So it probably took a six-month select and hire a, a, a good CMIO. Mm -hmm. Is it a lot of what, what your team is working on right now, just continued optimization of Epic, but then also in the revenue cycle area? Yeah, we're, we're optimizing 
all of it. Again, you have to go back after you install it and then evaluate the effectiveness of it. So Epic has been helping us with that, and we're, uh, we're having to rebuild a lot of the rev cycle, and we're having to retrain the clinical workflows on the clinical side. But we're making great progress, and we're going to go ahead and keep these uh, optimization teams permanently, and we're going to uh, continue to round on all units in the hospital and all clinics on campus and in the community and continue to make this just a permanent optimization strategy for City of Hope so that we can uh, get the best satisfaction for our physicians and nurses and utilize the system as effective as possible. Right, right. That makes sense, especially since there is so much growth going on now and in the future. Yes, in terms of the, the new facility that's being planned, what's going to be your involvement there? Are you going to be involved in some of the, uh, the technology aspects of that? Absolutely. In fact, we have uh, really high aspirations for driving a very new model of care uh, in our new Orange County campus. We're going to uh, build it with a lot of innovation and um, we're going to have some major technology partners actually uh, help us with the innovation out there in, in Orange County. And with that, we're, uh, we're starting the sessions now to, to design and build state-of-the-art clinic and state-of-the-art hospital in Irvine, California for, uh, for City of Hope. Okay. I would think that's a really exciting project to be part of, yep. you know, building from the ground up. It's, uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing because we have so much excitement from the community there in Irvine, as, as well as a lot of support from a lot of our uh, technology strategic partners. And again, we're going to continue to work with, with our strategic partners to build a state-of-the-art facility and campus there. Right. Now, in terms of what you mentioned before, the data network modernization and all the effort it took to go into those buildings and upgrade the networks. Can you talk about how that project was kind of planned and approached? Because it does sound like something that's a pretty daunting task. It is. It was over 100 buildings, and okay. we literally had to do construction in many of those closets to mm. support the electrical and cooling of the equipment. And, and then just in the hospital itself, going in and taking units offline overnight and on weekends to pull out the network equipment and switches and implement the new ones on each unit of, uh, of the hospital. It's been very invasive to the organization to do this, but it, it mm -hmm. gets to the point where we can leverage the newer technology of switches and really begin to start deploying new capabilities such as uh, just network segmentation and so forth, which helps manage uh, security and availability. So it's, it's really been a exciting to put in all of the new state-of-the-art work and then bridge the state-of-the-art hardware for uh, those new capabilities. Right. So obviously something that, that's a big undertaking but will have tremendous benefits, especially in making those improvements that needed right. to be made. Well, moving to unified communications where you're converging voice and data and video and wireless and being able to uh, partner with organizations like Cisco and Microsoft and Dell and being able to build state-of-the-art facilities is just real exciting. And that, that's what we're really pleased with is the progress we've made over the last year. Okay. 
And was that something that was in place or um, planned for it when you arrived? No, that's all been uh, been designed and developed uh, since my arrival. Okay. And that's, like you said, something that the organization should really be able to capitalize on having those types of partnerships, especially since, you know, you move to unified communications and there's more demands from users. Right. It really allows us to be flexible and to be able to uh, literally bring technologies into any building, including conference rooms or operating rooms, whatever it is. Now that we have the infrastructure, we can bring in any technology capability to anywhere on the campus. And as far as that big task of really upgrading the infrastructure, where is that at this point? Like, are you kind of close to the goal or is it like really an ongoing thing? You know, we're, we're getting really close. The, um, the data network modernization should be complete next month. Replacing all of the phone systems is probably going to take at least another year as, as we rebuild all of our call trees and our patient access and literally move to uh, full unified communications. That will take another year to provide the, the capabilities to our patients for, for scheduling and so forth. Right. Okay. So for you making the decision to come to this organization, obviously you had, you had a lot to weigh and, you know, the fact that there was, is uh, quite a bit to be done. And what was kind of your, your mindset going in? You know, I, um, I've worked in advanced medicine for health systems over the years, but having the opportunity to help fight cancer and cure cancer it's the mission here that really excited me, and that is the number one reason why I came here. Obviously, I'll be able to leverage my toolkit as a healthcare CIO and bring forward uh, our digital strategy and our, our infrastructure and, and assist with our science, but it really allows me to bring my entire toolkit as a CIO forward to be part of this progressive leadership team here. And that's the mission and the progressive leadership team is really what excited me. And that's why I came to City of Hope. Right. And when you're in CIO role with an organization like this, in terms of really helping um, the IT staff to understand their role in patient care, is it something that comes maybe a little bit easier or is that never really an easy thing to do? You know, you have to continue to reinforce with your workforce. You have to really reinforce the connection to the patient and to the patient's families and the connection to the physicians and nursing. And you really have to reinforce that constantly. And I, and I do that. We do a lot of work around employee engagement and employee enrichment, but tying them to the mission is really what motivates them and really what makes them feel like they are uh, contributing to this wonderful mission here. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's just really a, a constant reinforcement and um, just trying to maybe model the behavior as well by talking about the mission. Yes, but also sharing with them our success in patient yeah. care and sharing with them our success helping research with new breakthroughs by all of us doing our job and how we all fit into that research and that patient care mission here. Right. Okay. 
Now, in terms of some of your previous roles, how do you think having a pretty diverse background in technology has kind of helped shape your leadership style? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I've, I've worked in different types of healthcare organizations. I've, I've worked in uh, very large health systems. I've worked in uh, smaller health systems that are very niche. Like, for example, I spent about three years at Hogue in Newport Beach. A lot of advanced medicine, several institutes of very uh, excellent patient care. And then I've, I've also worked in uh, safety net hospitals as the CIO for uh, the Los Angeles County Department of Health. So I've had a lot of diverse experience with, uh, with different types of patient care. You know, I spent six years at Sutter Health deploying EPIC across dozens of hospitals and clinics. And I, I think the culmination of all of these different experiences has, has allowed me to build a very diverse toolkit of partnering with leadership, developing strategy, and then executing on that strategy. And many CIOs have expertise in maybe one or two of those areas, but being able to build the relationships, build the strategies, and execute on them with precision is really uh, what has culminated uh, my experience into that ability. And uh, I think it really makes a difference. And I think that's why I'm here at City of Hope is because I can formulate and I can execute. Right. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to ask was so we talked about precision medicine, and I think that that's, it's something that's been talked about for a while and, and the potential is enormous, but do you feel that the industry is really getting to a point where we can make strides with precision medicine? Yeah, I, but again, I think it's all about being able to build that expertise working mm -hmm. with data. Yeah. And I think that's where our focus is going to be. We need to be able to work with that data and drive the decision support to patient care and then also drive the utilization of that data for research. So it's really those two arms, patient care and research, and being able to leverage the genomic data uh, effectively. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not easy stuff, but really fascinating. It certainly is. Okay. Um, I think that's, that's about it. I could definitely Good. talk to you longer, but <laughs> to let you go. If I have anything else, I'll follow up. But um, I really appreciate your time. Great, great. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing the uh, the outcome of our of our interview today. All right, sounds great. Thank you so much, and I'll I'll be in touch soon. Very good. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.